Hi, this is Brian Panish from Get In The Game podcast for lawyers and people interested in the legal field. I hope you like what you're hearing. And remember, sharing is caring. So get in the game. Hi, today we are lucky to be joined by Reuven Moskowitz, the founder of Litify LLC. Reuven is also the chief operating officer of the Morgan & Morgan law firm with over 30 law offices around the country and over 300 lawyers. Additionally, Reuven is a graduate of the Harlan Fist Stone Law School at Columbia University. And we're really honored to have Reuven here to talk about what he's been doing and what he can do to help all of us in the future. So Reuven, welcome. Thank you for having me, Brian. Let's talk a little about your background. You have a great, interesting background. Did you start out wanting to be a lawyer? No, just just not not really. I mean, both my parents were, were physicians. My mom's a, an OBGYN. My dad's a family practice doctor. And really didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. Um, but always thought that maybe law or maybe medicine or something. Um, but mostly was, was always interested in business. Um, my elder sister then did become a lawyer. My brother was starting law school. And actually got a, my first job was at a law firm. So that was my first exposure to, to the law, but, but initially it was mostly that business side of things that sort of attracted me. Okay, now I know you, because of your work you did in high school and many AP classes, I think you were able to graduate from college in less than three years, is that right? <laughs> yeah, so I went to, um, I went to religious school and, and then post high school I studied Talmudic law. So I was able to get a lot of credits from, from uh, that and then go to Fairleigh Dickinson where they accept a lot of those credits. So I was able to finish uh, 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 um, college in, in pretty, pretty record time. But you didn't stop there. When you got out of college, you immediately hit the ground running. What did you start doing? Well, you were probably doing that while you were in college also. Well, my, my first job was actually at a law firm um, right near where I lived. And they were doing things like um, plaintiff side litigation, mass tort litigation, and I was brought in to help them with the marketing and the operations and trying to figure out what technology solutions they should use. And you know, at, at that time, at that firm, really what I recognized was that, that our industry um, was really, really fragmented and didn't have that good of a technology solution. They really weren't doing marketing in sort of the 21st century way. And not only did I get exposed to the opportunity in the industry, but also starting to experiment with sort of best in class uh, technology and best-in-class marketing for um, sort, of, sort of every other industry was using at the time. So that was my first job. It was, it was before I started law school. And at that point, I, I really, I guess, resolved to figure out a way to do the business of, of law and, and go to law school to do that. Tell us about this company that you were involved in, uh, Penguin Digital. What was that? What did you do? And how did that help you and what you do today? So after um, I, I was working at the law firm, I, I had this idea that um, most people were no longer taking photos and pictures on their traditional called DSLR or point and shoot cameras. All the pictures were going to be taken on their smartphones. And there were these uh, web-based businesses, predominantly web-based companies that allowed you to take your camera, hook it up to your computer, upload photos and buy different photo products, and different photo tchotchkes. And the thought was, hey, if everybody's taking their photos on their smartphone, then we'd be able to just allow them to buy the products that they would need and, and want um, and gifts and things like that directly from, from an app. So 
built out a company that was was doing just that. So it was essentially competing with sort of the traditional old way of doing things um, with the newest way and, and the most convenient way for consumers. Um, that company was was Penguin, and, and then I actually was was reached. I reached out to um, uh, the CEO of, of Shutterfly. Reached out and said, "Hey, this is this is amazing. We need to be in this business too." Um, sold my company to them, and that really uh, that that experience of not only building the company but then working at Shutterfly. I was the director there of mobile for for three years. Really gave me a lot of uh, exposure again and experience to what building a, a company. Um, selling a company and really learning about technology at scale. Well, you also then refined or worked on these various mobile applications. Is that right? Sure. Yeah. At, at Shutterfly, we, we, I, I ran, I was director of mobile. And uh, at Shutterfly, we, we, we launched a couple of apps and really their business um, was, was not really in that mobile space then um today if you look at sort of the shutterfly um, ecosystem of, of products it's very much mobile based and, and mobile first so they've done a really good job um using some of the, the tools we we brought in and, and some of the team that we we sort of established for them so yep we definitely built out a couple of mobile products and, and was tremendously successful doing that can you explain to our listeners why the mobile versus just the desktop, and I'm sure I'm not explaining that correctly, but why is that so important in today's world? I think in today's world, it's, it's probably, I would focus on two areas. One is, is um, not only are people more often on their phones, um, are doing things that they traditionally would not do on their phones, so they're, they're not just doing those tasks that used to happen on other platforms <laughs> on mobile. So you have you have you know this transfer of the existing applications from either desktop or offline to mobile, but the second thing is just the amount of time people spend on mobile is is just exponential. So there really hasn't been a platform for mobile where you had that much time and, and real estate and, and an opportunity really to, to connect that, that we had before. So you have this this transfer of how people are doing things. And I think the, the the photo application is a great example that people were taking photos before but now they're doing it on their phones. And the second thing is people are spending a lot more time on their phones. You have both of those dynamics. And, and not only lawyers, but all businesses need to adapt to that changing dynamic of the mobile versus the desktop. Yeah, um, I think in, in, in every way, um, if you're a business that's servicing consumers, consumers are going to be on mobile. So as you think about it from the legal, the legal profession, um, at every step of the funnel, which is first part is how, how are you generating business? Is it through directly, directly marketing? Um, even from marketing online, where do you think that consumer is going to do when they hear about your brand, hear about your company? They're going to go on their phones and do a Google search for you. What does that experience look like? How do they then interact with you on their phone? So you think about it all the way on the marketing case acquisition side. But then even as you continue that, both on the user experience side, but also Lawyers themselves, they're, they're on the go, they're taking depositions, they're in court, they're, they're, they're in trial. They need to be able to access information, they need to be able to see information. So creating a good experience, um, first and foremost, for consumers and how they're choosing which lawyer to hire, how they're interacting with the lawyer and their case staff, how they're getting information about their staff, and also empowering lawyers with better tools so they can actually provide a better service is definitely key, and, and mobile's a big driver for that. Then there was a sudden change in your career. You made a trip to Puerto Rico. Had you ever been to Puerto Rico before? 
at that time, hmm, at that time, I don't know if I had been to Puerto Rico before that. And what, what happened in Puerto Rico that kind of changed the direction of your career? There was, a, there was an event that we, we like to call it the Eureka in Puerto Rico event, um, which is where I met John Morgan. And um, we were both invited to, to this event. He was, he was sort of invited. I was like uh, um, brought along. And, and I, I see John there. And I had uh, heard about him, obviously. But I'd also read his book um, when I was at my first job um, that I mentioned earlier at this law firm. And I remember reading his book and thinking to myself, wow, this, this person has, has got it figured out. And really, this, this person is, is, um, has, is, is really well um, along the journey towards building this, this powerhouse and what he calls the Google Law Firm. Um, so I approached John Morgan and said, hi, my name is Ruben Moskowitz. I read your book. And we started talking. And I said, hey, but, you know, the only thing I think really in order to execute this, you really have to have a technology component. You have to have process and scale. And John's reaction to that was, of course, I mean, that's what I've been saying. And I've been looking for somebody to help me do that. And I've been looking for somebody to help me build that. Um, he says, I'd love for you to come, come on board with me and let's go out and, and start doing this. Let's build a Google law firm. Let's build out the firm that he had, he had started almost 30 years ago um, and, and really accelerate the growth and accelerate the, the, the expansion and, and in terms of diversification, in terms of uh, owning more market share in terms of expanding the practice areas um, and then using technology to empower that. So that's, that's when this solidified concept was born. Essentially that we couldn't do any of that scale unless we had a great technology. So that meeting in Puerto Rico really was a, a, a pivotal moment for me. And it's been, it's been um, incredible change sort of in, in terms of the trajectory. So John Morgan's has always been saying, if Google was to create a law firm, what would it look like? Yes. And now you have come in. And what? how long ago was that meeting? About four years ago. And in four years, you've been working on executing the creation of a Google-like law firm, correct? That's right. Now, obviously, that just didn't happen overnight. You also became the chief operating officer of this large mega law firm with over 30 offices and 300 lawyers. But yet that most of that is located in the Southeast, although it's now in the Northeast and other places, but you're based in New York. How do you do that? Yeah. So um, I was charged with this task of building the Google law firm and, and essentially what the Google law firm is, um, if Google was a law firm, what would Google be? Well, it would be everywhere for everyone. It would be able to service people no matter where they are and no matter what their plight is, what their need is. And we embarked on that journey in terms of opening new markets, in terms of diversifying the kind of things we could help clients with, whether it's um, environmental issues or class actions, pharmaceutical cases, product liability, fire cases. Um, and, and the charge was exactly that, be everywhere for everyone and really expand uh, in doing that. Um, and, and we did that here. We, we opened up sort of the Google law firm um, HQ, so to speak, here in, in Brooklyn um, because uh, there was talent that I, I, I had known and, and sort of worked with over the years, but also it's a great, it's a great hub for people who are, uh, are, are really ambitious and, and looking to build these kind of platforms and these kind of technology. Just, you know, when we started this, this um, journey a few years ago, we were about 300 lawyers or a little bit less 
Um, this year, we're going to be at about 600 lawyers. Um, we, we had about you know, 1,000 employees then on, on the Morgan, Morgan side. Um, the firm will have about 3,000 employees this year with over 60 offices. So definitely, it doesn't happen overnight. And it's, it's a broad range of, of, um, uh, of different initiatives. I think the key initiative, though, that has driven uh, much of this is John's, John's emphasis and focus on uh, client experience and really focusing on making sure that everything we do is, is with the client's interest first. And we think about what clients expect in today's day and age. They want predictability. They want transparency. They want the ability to communicate um, with a high frequency and, and really at, at, at their pace. So being able to think about what kind of experience consumers want today has really been the driving force and the driving focus for a lot of the, the projects and, and a lot of success we've had in doing this. To give our listeners just some understanding, I mean, I wasn't even aware of the number of lawyers, but for Morgan & Morgan, let's take on an average month. How many client inquiries are you dealing with? So on an average month, Morgan & Morgan will receive between phone calls and, and chats and, and forum fills uh, around a quarter of a million, 250,000 inquiries a month. 250,000 and you multiply that out for you, we're talking 3 million potential clients contacting the firm? Yes. And how do you manage or have a database or something so you know what, what's going on, how, who called, where'd they call from, who's handling that matter? Yeah, so you know, in this, this journey over the last few years, um, John and I have spent a lot of time together and really thinking through, um, and he, he's obviously spent a lot more time than, than I have over the last three, three decades, thinking about how do we actually create a system and a process to do this. And one of the earliest charges were um, automation and transparency. If, if we're going to do this, we need to build automation, and we need to have an incredible amount of transparency, not just incredible, an infinite amount of transparency. And those two principles really have uh, allowed us to build a, an infrastructure, a system, and, and strong process to be able to handle those, those inquiries and service more clients, and also deliver better results you know, in, in, every, in every way in terms of um, the experience they have, but also in terms of what the results we could get for, for our clients are. Um, so in terms of how do we handle it, a lot of it is through those two principles. There's a lot of automation that goes into understanding how we train people, how we onboard our employees, how we make sure that we're getting in touch with clients, um, not just timely, but also frequently, making sure that our clients feel, feel like they are um, always uh, able to access our lawyers. And really, because of those principles, we're able to service clients um, in a way that even a firm that handles a fraction of what we handle um, can't really even do. So in terms of how quickly we get back to clients, how often we get to clients, um, how much transparency we can provide to them, and also you know, predictability. One of the, one of the big themes that John um, has, has really put out there, which is you know, all law firms are not the same. But when you come to Morgan & Morgan, no matter what, no matter which lawyer, no matter which um, city that you're coming to us um, with, with an issue, we'll be able to provide a very consistent and very defined um, client experience. Okay, so to do that, you had to develop some software, you created a company. Talk to us about that. So it's exactly right. In, in order for us to, to, to start this um, uh, mission and, and really uh, build this out, we had to build a, a technology um, that, that's called Litify. 
And what Litify really uh, is, is something that, that almost every other industry has already. And as, as lawyers and law firms, historically, we've been very slow to uh, adopt sort of best-in-class technology. And where you have you know, industries like healthcare and finance and accounting and other service industries, um, but also other you know, um, banks, um, the military, airlines, they, they are all using sort of these best-in-class technologies to develop strong process and help them um, scale. <clears throat> but what we, we saw in the legal industry was we have a lot of very point solution oriented um, technology companies. So they, they, you know, there's a company that lets us do intake. There'll be a company that, that'll help lawyers do their matter management and other companies with document management um, versus having a single platform where law firms could run their entire business. And in order to really execute on an automation and, and a transparency um, directive, you really have to have an integrated solution where you could actually see everything going on and then set strong processes to make sure that it's happening the right way, the same way every time. So what we did was we, we partnered with, with Salesforce, which is one of the world's largest enterprise company. They're a $150 billion company that had traditionally had, had a, a, diff, a difficult time historically um, getting law firms to adopt that platform or sort of the standard technology. And there's a reason for it because, you know, if you want to just go buy Salesforce off the shelf, it really isn't adapted for our industry. There really isn't the right, um, the right nuances, the right uh, nomenclature, the right um, just framework for lawyers to actually run their cases. For, for example, the document management or intake management or, or document generation and things like that. So we created a, a package that lives on top of Salesforce, which is Litify, that actually allows a law firm to manage their entire business on a single platform gives them the ability to really dictate how things should be handled, um, gives them the ability to have tremendous transparency into what's happening at the firm, so which lawyers are, are doing what um, and how their lawyers are actually performing relative to, to each other, and making sure that you really have that ability to set the standard for whatever your law firm does. Um, so we, we started that, that company um, a little over two years ago, and with the mission to really bring best-in-class solution uh, not just to Morgan as a client of that, that solution, but also to service other firms um, using that same principle of, of best-in-class single-platform technology. So, you know, one of the other benefits that we have is, is that being a partner of Salesforce, you get all the, the value add that they continuously deliver into the platform as well. Talk to me about uh, Litify and how you try to connect lawyers around the country that are that have the application that if Morgan and Morgan gets a case in a place where this lawyer is located as part of the Litify network, they can immediately uh, email the case and how they go about dealing with it. Sure. One of the um, one of the initial um, challenges we look to fix and and sort of develop. For, for us as we, as we started growing was we're opening it to new markets or we, we had case types that we weren't currently handling. How do we make sure that even if we couldn't help that client, we could get that client to a lawyer or a law firm that would be able to help them? And how do we actually do that in a way where we can manage that process to find out where are the lawyers, who are the lawyers, um, and then actually see where those cases are up to? You know, previously, it wasn't just manual where you'd have to then get the client, then pick up a call, call the lawyer, they weren't answering, get another lawyer, so it was really manual, and it wasn't a great experience. 
but also there was no transparency. So you, there was really no ability to understand where those cases were up to. So a client would call and say, hey, you referred my case to this lawyer. I can't get in touch them. Where's my case up to? So really to scale this, this concept of the Google Law Firm, we had to build a solution that allows us to send these referrals out in an, automat, in an automated way where we know who our partners are, um, where we know that we're going to have transparency into the platform, and we use Litify to do that. So Litify has a referrals component within it where the lawyers who are getting cases that they don't handle are, are able to send them out to uh, other lawyers that they develop relationships with. Those lawyers are able to get a dashboard for free and see the cases as they come in if they want to handle What is a dashboard? Explain that. Sure. So there's dashboards are, are a, uh, a concept within Litify and on the platform that allow you to actually create um, specific type of metrics that you care about. So, you know, in, in the framework of what we were just talking about on the referral side, um, you're actually able to create a dashboard that your, your partner law firm sees the cases that, that are going out to them and they're able to accept them. But I guess in a more broad sense to your question about dashboards, dashboards are a key, key driver of the value of looking Litify. And because everything happens on that single platform that I mentioned before, so your cases, where they're coming from, or what are, you, what are your lawyers working on, or what the progress the, that, that are on those cases, you're able to build really, really um, neat and simple dashboards so you can see actually everything going on at your firm, with your clients, um, with your cases. If somebody wanted to learn more about Litify, where would they go to learn about it? They could, um, we, there's two great ways to learn. One is on our website at litify.com and um, law firms are, are welcome to see, to, to, to go visit there, of course. Um, but this is actually really, really um, neat to take a demo and we have a team that focuses just on that. So if anybody who's, who's listening wants to, to get a demo of the product, please do reach out. You go to litify.com, you fill out a form and we'll, we'll actually set up an in-person uh, or an online demo so you can actually see how the platform works and how it actually drives value and things like that. Okay, Reuven, we really appreciate you. We're running out of time. We want to have you back to further see how this journey, and I, I think as I learned in, uh, from Steve Jobs, uh, the reward is the journey. So good luck on continuing through that rewarding journey. It's helping all of us and it's helping lawyers do a better job for their clients. And thanks for all you do. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having me. Hi, this is Brian Panish from Get In The Game podcast for lawyers and people interested in the legal field. I hope you like what you're hearing. And remember, sharing is caring. So get in the game.